everyone, and welcome back. This is Bob's Tavern Cast. I am your bartender, Jay. And I'm your bartender, Don. And Bob is out freelancing somewhere. You know, he said ever since they trashed his place in Dalaran, he he would have to pick up some side jobs to to kind of pay off his debts. So finally, the cat is out of the bag. We know where that guy's been slacking off to all this time. But he's left the, the bar in good hands. And it is so good to feel better. Uh, shout out to some of the people that reached out to me after the show, wishing me a good recovery. Uh, I feel better. I'm probably not 100% yet, but I'm I'm there. Don, how are you doing? Uh, tell you what, though, I feel drained. I'm, I'm tired and drained. I don't know. I think it's like my body is still adjusting to getting back to like my normal schedule after being on vacation and going to DreamHack and all that. So it's, I haven't caught up yet. I'm feeling it, but that's okay. I've still gotten to play some battlegrounds and standard. So that's good. Absolutely. How, how has battlegrounds been treating you lately? Uh, well, it was great. Like the first several days of the patch. And then it's kind of started to go downhill a little bit. Um, but I've also been trying to like play different heroes um, and just kind of experiment a little bit more. So I think that's part of it. But that's okay. Well, I have an apology that I have to extend uh, to everyone in the Discord that reached out to us. Uh laughing off my hatred for the one red whelp, I will say, you know what? Y'all were right. I was wrong. Red whelp is garbage. I won't say it's garbage. Red whelp isn't as bad as I made it out to be. Um, I think that there are a lot of things that are happening in the meta right now. And... The biggest one of those things is that everyone is still trying to play dragons, which limits the dragon pool, which limits the insane power that having Red Whelp has. Also, there is a lot of value in large health minions, so those big butt minions that we were talking about. And since more and more people are using those heavier minions, they can tend to outlast the burst that comes from Red Whelp and from some of the other dragon synergies. So I will say that good job, Team 5. You you were able to put out a card that while on at first glance it looked pretty bad, but after giving it some time, I think it's just fine. And how about Scalebane? No, Scalebane's still trash. I, I stand by that. <laughs> Any, again, any card that has a chance of making a card better means that it's bad. If it's guaranteed to make that card better, then it's good. And that is the difference between like a scale bane versus like a pack leader or like mama bear. And Murzond is still bad too. But I will say that the 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 big the big one, the one that everyone was laughing about because I apparently absolutely could not stand the card was 
was that red whelp. And, you know, honestly, if I see it, I'll still get it in the early game because I know that like that little burst might be enough to to quickly win like some of the early rounds. But by like tier three, it's gone. And there are just so many better cards to pick from. Yeah, it's, you know, that that kind of happens sometimes, though, when we get new things and things shake up. You might expect something to be one way really strong or, oh, it's going to suck. And, you know, kind of just has to kind of have to just see how it goes. I think that happens a lot, too, uh, when we get new sets in standard. A lot of people do kind of card reviews and that kind of thing. And they say, oh, this card's going to be great. This card's going to suck. And sometimes it really just does not <laughs> does not go that way because you kind of have to see how it really fits in with the other cards and how people play and that kind of thing as well. So, you know, if people have a perception that dragons are really good. Like you said, you know, it's it's going to change how people pick and then that affects everything. So it, it's really kind of hard to say, you know, which kind of also sucks for us recording on Thursdays. And that's usually when uh, <laughs> patches come out. So it's really hard that the first night to kind of make uh, assumptions or kind of talk about what we think is going to happen because sometimes we're going to be wrong. Absolutely. And one of the things that I am looking forward to is the time when there is a lull in the meta, not not in so much of like when demons were just kind of the thing, but once we have a really solid like game plan of of how Battlegrounds is to be played, because then you start getting like these micro adjustments. And then I think that's the thing that makes, you know, for some people it will make battlegrounds even more fun. And for other people, they may not even notice it, but that's one of the things that I've started to, to learn about playing on ladder is even between, and again, I am definitely not a professional, you know, player in it by any means, but like I've been steady between ranks 10 and five and how I play at 10 is different than how I play at seven because the game, like the, the style of gameplay is different. It's not a lot. It's a subtle thing, but there, there are things that if you do these things at 10, you'll have a better advantage winning. A good example of that is playing. Um, I know this isn't a standard, you know, podcast, but, uh, the, it's the rogue card that's basically like backstab, but it does three damage and then invokes Galakrond. Seal Fate. Yeah. So if you play Seal Fate on like coin Seal Fate into your opponent's face on turn two, especially if you're playing like a warlock, like people don't think about those little bitty moves, little things like that, but just having getting a lackey early that can, you know, help start a downward spiral for your opponent. A lot of those little things versus, you know, at, at rank seven, I might coin evil miscreant, get the two lackeys and have a slower start, but now I have more presence on the board. So it's, it's kind of like just those little things. And whereas like I'm playing right now between like 4.6 and 4.9 K uh, in battlegrounds. 
and how I win matches in the 4.5, 4.6 range, so much different than when I like get to like 5,100 or 5K or whatever. And I think that's going to be the thing that makes those players that are trying to improve really start to get good. But it's hard to do that when there's no consistency in the meta. When the meta is changing so much, it's really hard to figure out those micro adjustments because every single week you have to do something different. So I, you know, all that to say, I really hope that as they introduce new heroes, new cards in whatever this new year is going to be, I hope that they can finally come to a consensus of like, this is how battlegrounds at the highest level is played. And here are these areas where it's all up to the player to make those small adjustments. That'll be the difference between a top four finish and maybe like fifth place. Yeah, that's, I think too, it kind of, it makes me think of that episode we did um, a little while back, you know, about get, get good. But some of those kind of, basic topics you know that we talked about are like the generalized topics and you hear this a lot from people who are are instructing others on how to improve in standard and the, you know the same thing but you have to learn some of the fundamentals and then you can build upon that you know if you don't understand about over trading or you know that kind of thing then you're going to be making misplays and you're not even going to realize it but I think that same thing kind of translates to Battlegrounds as well. You know, if if you're not paying attention to the fundamentals, you know, of trying to be flexible, especially, you know, for an example, with your comps based on what is actually being given to you. And if you're just kind of trying to force and say, oh, no, I'm, I'm going demons. So I'm just going to re-roll, re-roll, re-roll until I see the one demon that I want. And you end up losing but you don't realize that, you know, those kind of things really impact how the game turns out for you. You know, yeah, that that can be huge. Um, you know, I but I the micro adjustments kind of like you were saying and changes. I don't know. It it feels like they still haven't found quite the same cadence or a good cadence yet for releasing these patches and updates. They feel kind of all over. Like sometimes we get them really quickly and then sometimes it's like we had like a month where there was nothing and then it was like two in like a week and a half. And I, th I think that that's more due to the fact that it's still in beta. I think that once the game is quote unquote live, they will probably say similar to how they do arena, like from this time to this time, this is what you've got to deal with. And then they'll leave it at that. Or even like how most of the other auto battlers work, they have seasons where the season is a set like for one month or for three weeks or whatever. Um, and Blizzard is has been known to implement seasons. They do it in Diablo. They do it in um, Overwatch. Uh, so it wouldn't be outside of anything that they haven't done before uh, to just say like what is here is what you'll have to deal with. For but just know that in a month you won't have those problems. You'll have new heroes, new oh well, yeah, new heroes. You'll have new minions. We'll take some minions out. We'll rework some stuff, uh, and I think that'll also allow them to 
just come in and really clean up some of the code. I know uh, we're going to get into it a little bit in just a few seconds, but one of the things that they've been battling with are a lot of bugs in mobile clients and on desktop. And every once in a while, I'll get hit with a, a little bug and it'll reset my client. And it, it sucks, but I think part of that is coming from the fact that they are they're patching on at like a weekly basis now. So it's like every week there's a new patch. And while there are many companies that can do that, you know, relatively well, that's not really Blizzard's strategy. It's never been Blizzard's strategy. None of their games ever just constantly being touched, constantly being improved on and worked on. And it's always been like, we're going to take our time. We're going to release it when it's ready. We're going to make sure that we have a solid game. And I mean, to all the OG like WoW players, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it just seems like all of the other games and even Hearthstone, when I started playing, you know, a couple years ago, it felt like that was one of the things that made the game fun was that it felt really, really clean, really, really well executed on. And as of late, it just seems like some of that has gone away. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I've been playing since beta and there's definitely been some times where like the Hearthstone team, like they didn't really change things. They didn't really communicate. Um, and it's kind of gone up and down over the years. Um, just, I mean, the last like several months I'd say is some of the most frequent changes that we've seen. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know if that's, you know, just that they feel like they need to respond more quickly to some things or if they're just trying to maybe pacify some parts of the community, you know, just like, OK, here's your fix, you know, just, you know, be quiet now or, you know, I'm not saying that that's what they are doing, but, you know, there could be factors like that um, that are contributing to that. But I don't know. I think the direction that they've been going is good overall. I just hope they don't make changes too often because that really can be frustrating for people, especially, you know, in standard and things like that. People who play more casually or don't put a lot of money into the game, you know, and if they make changes too quickly, it can be hard to come in and say, like, oh, well, okay. That deck that I was just was trying to build and crafted those cards for, and now I can't play that. So I pretty much have to start all over again. And that can be really uh, disincentivite. Wow. I can't talk. That can that cannot be incentivizing. That's not right either. Is this? It could de incentivize. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's one of those days. Oh, I took some. Uh, I took some nighttime cold medicine before we started, so it's it's starting. So I apologize, everybody. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. It can be really discouraging. We'll just use like simple words. It can be discouraging for people. So I hope that the Battlegrounds doesn't get to that point. Yeah, and, and I could see it not really, you know, being a big deal. Uh, again, I wouldn't... I, I don't believe that Battlegrounds is going to be the main game mode for Hearthstone. Um, again, it would be nice if they were able to give it the attention that I feel like the game mode deserves. There's still a ton of people playing it. I don't have any problem queuing. Like I'm still having fun. There are still people having fun. There are a lot of people that are, you know, just climbing up the ranks. 
Um, but one of the things that a lot of people complained about was the sameness of games. And we heard about this a lot during the Demon meta, but Blizzard has released a patch that hopefully is going to address one of the big issues. And that is they have removed Tyrion Fordring from the game. Now, we've had some pretty polarizing characters in Battlegrounds. Uh, I think the the obvious one being Nightmare Amalgam. Uh, for some reason, it doesn't feel the same as when they got rid of Nightmare Amalgam. I feel like Nightmare Amalgam was one of those cards that it was so polarizing. It was an insta-grab. Like, you always got it no matter what you wanted. Like, if you saw it, you grabbed it, and then you were going to do better because you had it. Tyrion, do you think that Tyrion was kind of the same? Like, no matter what, if you, as long as you were playing Tyrion, you were not guaranteed a top four finish, but at least it was much, much easier to do that? Yeah, I think so. And I think it, it's kind of like uh, AFK before they nerfed her, too. A lot of people, even if they didn't like her as much, um, you know, or whatever, <laughs> they like, I don't want to skip turns, but she was still pretty powerful. So people just kind of, well, it's good. So I'm just going to take it. Um, and I think now that Tyrion's gone, um, now everyone's just going to start complaining about Deathwing. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's definitely happening. And And like I said, I mean, the reason why the card that must not be named isn't as good as it is, is that people are playing around Deathwing by getting these minions with such high health stats. So when you, like when people are changing how they play the game to counteract a, a game type or a certain strategy, like that's when you know that there's something that needs to have an eye kept on it, as Blizzard would say, oh, we're keeping an eye on on Deathwing, you know, I think that the thing with Tyrion that made him so powerful was that, and this is kind of where I, I was hoping we could talk a little bit about tonight, is the power of being able to buff neutral minions. That's something that I feel has all the benefits and none of the drawbacks. And here, here's what I mean. In, in most strategies, in most games, video games in general, one of the most convenient strategies that you can execute, one of the easiest ways it, to excel at a game is what's called min-maxing, right? You have the idea of that there's one clear way to win, put all your attention into that, ignore everything else, and you will just win. Uh, some people feel like that's not the way to play. Other people love doing that. Uh, that's how you often get these, even in card games, you get these, like, this is the clear winning deck that can win games. It, it's also how you get stupid decks like Face Hunter. I shouldn't call it a stupid deck. People get mad when I call things stupid. Um, that's how you get decks like Face Hunter, where it's like, you know what? I don't care what the strategy is. I am just going to go with this archetype, knowing that I'm going to win 51% of my games. And because of that, I will climb. Even if it's slowly, I'll be able to play games fast enough that I'll eventually 
get to where I want to be. And there's always a downside to that. There's a downside to playing Face Hunter. There's a downside to playing um, Embiggen Druid and, and some of these other archetypes. Uh, I think there's like, even in Wild, it's like Reno you know, priest or whatever. Yeah. People were talking about all these different decks that just feel bad. It's like them min maxing. There's always a downside to it. And that downside is usually like, if things don't go the way that you want, you're screwed. And that's the danger in most of the heroes that get selected. You know, when you have a, a card, like Alex, we have a hero like Alex Straza where, you have two big conditions. If you can, one, get dragons as your comp and hope that no one else is getting in the way, and then two, actually make it to tier five with enough health that you should be able to survive. If you're not able to do both of those things, you're going to lose no matter what. If you have um, Rafam, like if people don't give you cards worth playing, then there's nothing you can really do other than play without a hero power. Uh, same thing for, and that's where a lot of, a lot of these hero powers are good. Like, yeah, an amalgam is scary, but that amalgam only does one tier damage. So even if it's a hundred, hundred amalgam, if you win, it's only going to give you plus one to your total attack on that hero. Tyrion, however, whether you're playing, a comp that has all neutrals, whether you're playing a comp that is focusing on a single tribe and just buffing all of the support cards, it doesn't feel like there's any drawback. Worst case, every turn, I can give some number of minions on my board a buff. Not all of them. If they're trying to like how do you how do you play against that strategy? Oh, well we'll just take all the neutral minions from him. Okay, well then now you don't have a comp and I can just play a tribe and get the one neutral minion that supports that tribe and buff it. Or if you're just going to play your strategy and everyone's wanting to play dragons or everybody's wanting to play demons, which I've actually seen a big increase of demons again. So, uh keeping my eye out on that. If everyone's doing that, and you're stuck just kind of picking whatever's available, if there are neutral minions, you can still amass a pretty strong board. So it's like you're not getting penalized for anything, but meanwhile, everyone else has to think about what you're doing and try to abandon their own strategy to to either disrupt yours, or they just have to deal with the fact that you're playing and there's a good chance that you're going to be in the top four. Yeah, I, I think what it boils down to is flexibility. Um, you know, because you are allowed to be more flexible, like you said, you can kind of go for like, oh, I'm going to have uh, several neutral minions or, you know, non-tagged minions. I'm going to have several uh, of one type or whatever, but it allows for more flexibility. And generally, like you said, when there's no drawback, when when things in Hearthstone especially are more flexible they are generally more better <laughs> more better more better <laughs> wow i am i'm doing real good tonight um they are usually better so we've seen that again you know we keep bringing up standard and, and things like that but it really is when cards have no drawbacks or they're just can be used in 
so many different situations. Uh, Zilliax is a great example of that. Zilliax is used in control decks. It's used in mid-range decks. It's sometimes even used in aggro decks. Like, it's just a good card all around. It's flexible. You can magnetize it. It gives you healing. It gives you a taunt if you want that. It's just... It's so flexible, which makes it really good. And that's kind of what Tyrion was. You can just go so many different directions with it. Whereas, you know, some of the other heroes, you're just kind of stuck in one way. Or it's like, well, I don't really want to use my hero powers, you know, except for on specific turns. And that kind of feels bad. So, yeah, I mean, the flexibility thing is what really stands out to me. Yeah. Now, I think one of the things that they did was they they got rid of Tyrion, right? And then they brought back Wagtoggle. And I wonder what the play is on that. I, I played a game earlier with Wagtoggle just to see, like, okay, how does she feel? And I got second. So, like, I mean, there's something to say about that. I feel like, in a way, Tyrion and Wagtoggle are cut from the same cloth, but one is done right and the other one was maybe a little too strong. It was like a whole Wag- blanket. <laughs> yeah. Like, Wagtoggle is great, and I, I remember before when she was like, plus one, plus one, like, oh man, now I feel like that'd be broken nowadays, but, you know, just the plus one attack to three, to, like, you could literally add plus one attack to four different minions now on your board. Uh, so that's, that's really nice, especially in the early game, because that means that you don't have to commit. You don't have to say, I am for sure going dragons. I'm for sure going beasts. I'm for sure going mechs or demons. You can say, I'm going to play the board. I'm going to play a few rounds and see what people are doing. See what's, you know, what the overall strategy is on the board and then start figuring it out from there. And I'm not getting penalized for it because I'm able to keep them growing in, you know, in step with everyone else that's already committed to doing something from turn one, which we've often said, like, that doesn't seem like a good strategy. If you know turn one you're going to do X, then that sets you up for failure when X isn't possible. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, again, that just brings back to like what I was saying. Flexibility really is important, I think, especially with kind of such a RNG aspect with what you're you're given in the tavern and, you know, the refresh. Of course, there is, you know, specific pool. You kind of know like, okay, there's these specific minions at tier three, these specific minions at tier four. But there is a pretty high RNG you know, it's not like Standard or Wild where you specifically put cards in your deck and you know, hey, I have one Leroy and two Eviscerates, so I know what the statistical probability is that I will draw one of those cards for lethal, you know, kind of thing. You don't have that in Battlegrounds. You just have to be have to be a little bit more like, well, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, and and I think that's one of the things that we had talked a little bit about last episode. I know last episode was like super long. So I know we talked about a lot of things, but one of the things that I really was left thinking about after that episode was the idea of where do they go from here? What's, what's next? Like, what can they do? And, and to be honest, like 
they still have a lot of things that they can try. They have a lot of, like, I still think that there's going to be one more tribe. I was trying to figure out what that tribe was going to be. And in my head, I was like, lackeys, like, that'll be cool. And then, like, I was like, oh, some people may not like lackeys. That could be bad. And then I was thinking, like, oh, what if they introduce a new tribe in this new season? Like, the fact that you have this game mode that can grow just as much as Hearthstone grows and you can add an increase. You can add heroes. You can take heroes out. You can add cards. You can take cards out. You can make up cards specifically for this game mode. Like the success of Battlegrounds in a way, as, as we've both been saying a lot, is that flexibility of that they are able to make changes on the fly. But again, I think there's a danger in that too, in that when there is no solid direction. Do you remember when earlier this year, like Blizzard started like coming up with definitions for each class and standard. And they're like, this, this archetype is supposed to do these things. They're supposed to be good at doing this. They're supposed to be bad at doing this. Like, I feel like they almost need to do that in battlegrounds. And I don't quite know how they do that. I think maybe one way would be bringing down the power level of all the hero powers. I think that one of the things that standard has going for it is that the hero power, except for maybe priest, which we all have our concerns against priests and all people that like priests, shout out to wicked good. Um, But most of the hero powers aren't designed to do too much. Whereas in battlegrounds, it feels like your hero power is a big part of how you define your board. And I feel like maybe if they focus less on that and more on the cards themselves, they bring the power level of the hero powers down, that not only makes the games feel closer and feels like anyone can truly win, but I think that will also give them the ability to not have to constantly be taking heroes out to readjust and and make these changes. And not saying that it's all in all a bad thing that they're doing that. I'm I'm glad that they're noticing that there are problems and that they need to be addressed. I just worry that, again, the constant touching of it is not great for the game mode. And they keep making really interesting choices in how they have heroes set up. I personally don't think that um, why can I think of that stupid hero's name now? The one that gives plus three to everything. We were just talking about it. Deathwing. Deathwing. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I don't think that Deathwing, the idea of Deathwing is bad. And I think I even said this last week. I think that what Deathwing does is just too much. Like, plus three is a lot. It's like a it way can- better putricide. Yeah. Like, it's it's... And it's every round. For you, you have a strategy. For them, their strategy is completely ripped up for one turn. And, and I think that's that feels bad. I think if it were like plus one, that would be cool. I wonder, would it have a big effect if every minion got plus one, plus one? Like, it doesn't seem like it would do much. But when you start thinking of like divine shields... And poison minions. 
it would do a lot. It would like it would disrupt that area of the game without like completely destroying people's plans. Um, I, I think that they want these heroes to be powerful because one, they're brand new and they want people to use them and they wanted to find a way to get people away from Tyrion and some of these other archetypes. But I think they need to focus less on the heroes and maybe focus more on the cards because at the end of the day, you only get one hero, but you have your option of almost a hundred cards. So at the, so what should be more important that one hero or all of those potential card options that because your hero is such a min max style setup, like I have to go demons. If I get Lich Bazal, I have to go, uh, Murlocs. If I get, um, Daryl or, you know, go for some type of token comp, I have to go death rattle package. If I get this hero, I think that if the hero powers weren't as important, they wouldn't be taking out Tyrion right now. They wouldn't have to bring new heroes back or old heroes back in. And then also they would have an easier time balancing the game as a whole. Yeah. I think if we're looking at things that maybe are too strong or should be changed personally, I think divine shield, I think divine shields are just insanely good. And they added, you know, we, we did talk about this with our long episode with the patch, but they've added so much more divine shield stuff and when you're able to every turn buff like a good chunk of your board while also having divine shields on a lot of stuff that's just too much they they went full oprah mode on divine shield they're like you get divine shield you get divine shield everybody gets divine shield like do beasts don't have divine shield they're like the only ones that don't have divine shield mechs have a divine shield comp demons have nope demons don't have divine shield at least not natively and then so beasts dragons and murlocs all have divine shield and then no mechs dragons and murlocs have divine shield beasts and demons don't so I, I think in that case, like there should be more poisons for beasts if you're gonna if you're not gonna give them divine shields like everyone else, and then maybe I mean demons are already still kind of broken, so I think you just leave them alone. I'm, have you noticed that that like demons are still really good? I I do feel like there's a lot more balance in this. I feel like I've seen a lot of you know some games. It's like oh wow, this person just kicked my butt playing demons, and then the next game it's like. Ooh, that person just destroyed my face with a <laughs> like death rattle stuff. I don't know. I, I feel like it's fairly balanced right now. Um, I think the things that do need changed are more like what we're talking about. I, I do kind of agree that some of the hero powers are a little too much. I like the idea of having the unique hero powers. You know, they want them to do something special and different, but yeah, it, it almost feels like. Again, you know, when you get those, even from the very beginning, when you get your hero choice, it's just, oh, yep, well, that's the good hero. I'm just going to take that hero. So I, I, I'm i taking a, a little dive into our Discord. Shout out to everyone in the Discord. If you want to join our Discord, you can do so. There's a link in the show notes for that. But I'm looking at since since the 16.4 patch. I'm looking at all the winning comps that people have posted. I see one for beasts, uh, two for beasts, 
one for mechs, one for menagerie, one for menagerie with an emphasis on demons, another demons, and now that we're getting into the latest matches, demons, demons, demons. <laughs> I think you see my point. It's like, okay, well, dragons were a bust. We were able to beat the dragons, but now that nobody's going dragons, let's just all get back to demons doing their thing. But I, I will say that I don't think that I do think that it's gotten better. It has gotten it's definitely gotten better. And and again, you start seeing some menagerie type builds, which I do think ultimately that's where they want the game mode to be at is if you can just min max one tribe then the game doesn't feel fun. But if you can mix and match and and really come up with some unique comps that it'll make it feel like no two games are ever the same. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of the discord and some comps, I do want to shout out uh, RNG FTW in the discord. Um, They posted a screenshot of getting third place with Tyrion, you know, of course, but uh, they had like four goldens. They kind of went with a divine shield thing. They had a couple uh, bulvars. But the part that gets me is the quote, my attempt at quote unquote, win more strat. And they've got a 35, 34 hangry dragon <laughs> that we talked about last time. <laughs> I, so I won a match earlier today with a big hangry dragon and I still feel like that card is garbage. So <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I, I but, love chatting with with RNG. Shout out to R to RNG. Like, thank you so much for all the all the great conversations in Zatoichi as well, and and many of the other people. Uh, uh, by Binyaris, I think is the name. Just also posted a, a video in there. Uh, yeah, I think this is all of this is just an advertisement to to go sign up for the Discord. It's completely free. Uh, yeah, just do it. It's it's great. But I, I will agree that <laughs> the the overall meta right now it's it's definitely an improvement. I, I know that I. I'm the negative person of the show. I'm the one that's always like, "You do better, Blizzard. You can do better." Um, <laughs> Maybe that's just how I was raised. I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like I I really enjoyed this game mode. Like I play I play Battleground Battlegrounds way more than I play standard. I play every single day. I'm always trying to figure out how to improve, and it it's almost like one of those things that I want them to be very very careful with it because I used to like playing arena a lot and then I stopped liking it and I just don't want that to happen with battlegrounds. I don't even know why I stopped liking arena. I think it's cause I was just bad at it and I was like wasting gold. If they made arena free and like maybe you only, or like if you get like two free arena matches like a, a week or something like that, like maybe I would play it more, but yeah, I, I feel like I was just bleeding gold trying to play arena, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I just am always concerned for battlegrounds and that they're going to do something that will 
cause people to start losing interest in the game. Yeah, I, I think you make a really great point, though, that the fact that there's no like buy-in fee, you don't have, I know we've talked about this multiple times, but you don't have to have a collection. Like all of that stuff really draws people to the game as well, because you don't have to do anything. You just load up the game and then you get to play and you can play countless times, countless hours, you know, however much you want. And a lot of people do enjoy it, even if they, you know, don't do well, they still have fun and they still keep queuing it, which is a very good sign. And to think we were only supposed to talk about how Tyrion disappeared this week. I don't know. It's it's this has definitely been one of those really weird episodes where I start waxing poetic about something and all of a sudden we're like, how do we get here 45 minutes later? But I all in all, good job, Blizzard. You you heard our cries. Get rid of Tyrion. You did that. You brought back Wagtoggle, which actually was a hero I like. So I'm I'm kind of glad for that. Uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing uh, what the rest of the week looks like and what comes next. We should be approaching an announcement sometime soon. So maybe for the next few weeks until we hear from Blizzard about what's next, uh, maybe we'll have a little bit more fun with the show and uh, get into some interesting uh, theories and and archetypes. We have some good suggestions in the Discord about what we can do, and I've been writing them down. And I, I've I've got some stuff that I, I hope you're ready for, Dragon. Oh, I'm excited. I am also ready to see some people post uh, some non-demon winning comps in the Discord, so that uh, you can say, "Hey, look, Jay was wrong again. Look at look at oh all these God, non-demon here ones." Here we go. Hey, you know what? You know what? I Like you said, I've been like the happy, like, oh, everything's great. You know what? I got to give you a little bit of flack. All right. All right. I think we're, uh, I think we're at that point. That's, that's what makes this show so good. Like the people come back and they're like, I love that you two have two completely different play styles, two different opinions on cards. Like if every time I said something, you just agreed with it, that wouldn't be fun. Or if every time you said something and I was like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe if you're a noob or something, but no, like most people don't realize Dragon is actually the one that's good at this game. I'm just <laughs> the one that talks a lot. Like <laughs> I I have ideas. I like to theory craft, but at the same time, like there are a lot of ideas that are just bad. But at the same time, I I have the benefit of working with a lot of amazing people inside of our Discord, inside of their Discords, other podcasters doing things. Uh, We're always talking and sharing ideas. In fact, I do want to give a shout out to Andrew is Living um, from the Happy Hearthstone podcast. He was the first person to hear about this podcast idea that is Bob's Tavern, but he is getting ready to celebrate his 200th episode over at the longest running Hearthstone podcast in space and time and cards. So uh, he's got a really big project that he's going to be working on, but it's going to take him some time to get that knocked out. And I think he's also got some other news that uh, he's got that he's working on. And if you if you are a little sad that you're not going to hear his super positive uh, message every single week in your podcast player, or if you know someone that's sad about that, then just say, hey, why don't you play a game of Battlegrounds and listen to Bob's Tavern cast? At least half of the hosts are positive about the game. 
one of them is a little pessimistic, but it, it's quite endearing at times. Pessimistic yet cannot stop playing. Absolutely. Like, I, I'm, I think I'm actually about to hit 500 top fours. <laughs> that is insane. Holy crap. <laughs> and I think I, I'm also, I don't think I'm too close to 100 first places, but I think I'm in like, I'm in like the 80s now. So I, there will be a, there might be a get good uh, part two once we hit like a thousand top fours or something crazy like that. Or once you hit like a hundred first place finishes, I wonder, I, I really do want to know how like some of the people that are like eight or nine K, like how, how many wins they have, because if it's just a sheer numbers game and I just got to play less to, to be better. I don't, I don't know if I can do that. I might just continue being bad. <laughs> that's, that's okay. You know, I mean, you got to play the game and get the reps in there because you, you do the podcast, right? That's, yeah. you know. It's all it's, research. Exactly. Yes. I love it. Yeah. But I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, we'll, sh- we'll send out the last call. A big shout out to our patrons, Totemly Drunk and Ryan A. Thank you so much for your continued support. Uh, we just got a patron payday for us. Uh, I don't know what that really means for us. We don't really, it all goes back into the show. So we're not really doing too much with it. So, uh, but a special thanks to y'all. And I don't know, we've, we've been trying to figure out what we're going to keep doing with the show, with the stream, with, with all of these other things. And in order for us to actually do a lot of these things, it, it doesn't necessarily cost a lot of money, but it does cost a lot of time. So when we're able to, uh, have people supporting us saying, Hey, you know, we like this. So, you know, here's a few dollars that really does go a long way. Like I, I can't say that enough, especially as someone like, for those that don't know, like I'm a business owner. So for me getting on here and talking about battlegrounds is time that is taken away from family members. It's time that's taken away from, you know, business, but at the same time, I love the game so much, and I, I always have an excuse to go hang out with my good friend Dragon, and I I don't want to speak for her, but I will I will definitely say that I would probably be doing it whether you were paying us or not, but the fact that you love it enough that you're willing to help keep the show on air uh, and help us, you know, give us a reason to show up every single week really does mean a lot. Yeah, that's okay. I can speak for her. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that sentiment, just really the same thing. I mean, it's, this is the kind of thing that we really do love this game. You know, we're passionate about it. You know, we each have a ton of stuff, you know, work, family, other projects, other businesses, you know, kind of two jobs in a way that we're each kind of doing at least. And, you know, to make sure that we have this time set aside every single week to do this, um, you know, does take time out of the other things. So, uh, you know, but the fact that we even hear or get any kind of response, you know, especially with the Patreon, but just having that response is absolutely fantastic. You know, sometimes when you don't hear anything, whether it's good or bad, that can be kind of scary as a content creator. It's like, okay, well, are we doing things right? Are we not doing things right? You know, so, 
whether you have some sort of constructive feedback or, you know, you really do enjoy it and you just want to say thank you, you know, jump in the discord, follow us on Twitter. You know, if you are able to, you know, support us on Patreon as well, all of those, they really do mean a lot. Absolutely. All right, Don, how can people get in touch with you and see all the cool things that you're doing? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Uh, you can find me on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash DK. And then you can also follow Amber Flight Gaming on Twitter uh, at A Flight Gaming. And that is my esports organization. Awesome. And normally I would tell people you can find me on Twitter at KJY Miller, but I'm actually going to be taking a little bit of a break from Twitter uh, just to deal with the, some stuff. It happens. I'll probably be back. Um, just, yeah, be sure to, to follow Bob's Tavern. I'll still be posting there uh, for all things podcast related. And of course, we normally stream these, but we got off to a little late start. So we'll be normally streaming those on Thursday on Twitch at Bob's Tavern HS. Be sure to give us a follow there, especially if you don't, you know, if, if you want to figure out the best way to help us, uh, following on Twitch, uh, telling your friend about the show, getting them to listen, giving us a five star rating on iTunes or um, whatever app you're using to listen to this. It, it really does mean a lot. But I think that's going to do it for this episode. I've been your bartender, Jay. And I've been your bartender, Don. And we'll do a a classy exit this time. So uh, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Tavern's closed, everybody. Get out. Welcome back, Casita. Now, nobody this time. Please leave your weapons outside, Barkai. You know the rules. Welcome, Krasiki. Your dark corner is ready for brooding. Eudora, we have to have a little chat about your tab. I didn't know you were in town, Chew. Still cracking heads? You are a diamond in the rough, Always a pleasure.